Playing in a band can be a very convoluted endeavor. There are many layers that aren't so readily apparent to novices wanting to try their hand. It's not enough that you're well-schooled on your instrument. What usually sets bands apart is their attention to the detail required of all the other aspects outside of the music, which includes dogged adherence to presentation and performance. Sometimes bands think they can simply rely on the music to attract and hold a crowd. And sometimes they're right. But with the amount of barkers biting for an audience's attention, one needs to set themselves apart. Even Jimi Hendrix, for as genius a musician as he was, still learned how to play the guitar with his teeth. Commitment is what fascinates me with performance. I'm not so much dazzled by an actor's commitment because it's kind of in their job description. It's kind of like being fascinated that a mechanic can fix your car. I'm much more fascinated by the commitment it takes of other players in other fields. Again, this leads me to my total preoccupation with comedians. While it is often seen as boring and arrogant for a musician to just stand there and take themselves too seriously, in comedy, the reverse is true. Never breaking face in comedy can become a giant game of uncle, and the longer and farther a comedian takes it, the more distinguished they become. Great performers like Andy Kaufman and Andrew Dice Clay are first that come to mind. In fact, it's Kaufman whose brilliant comedic bits transcended the genre to become almost pulp trash art in the way he simultaneously goaded, offended, inflamed, aroused, amused, and ultimately beguiled an audience, depending on their IQ level, of course. It was graceful to watch, like a ninja doing ballet. In many ways, he set the standard for modern pop culture performance art, and his acolytes are endless. I count myself as a member. In recent years, there's been the Andy Kaufman Award, set up to reward new comedic performers who express a similar spirit to Kaufman in their originality and delivery. Past winners include Kristen Schaal, Reggie Watts, and Brent Weinbach, who was a guest on our show, episode number 64. Now, when comedian Tim Gilbert stopped by a few months ago on episode number 108, he talked about his comedy night he co-hosts with Marty Topps, who he dubbed the funniest person in the world right now. High praise from someone like Tim, so I had to check Marty out. I did my online searches and found Marty's albums, and Tim was right. Marty Topps might very well be the funniest person in the world right now. Marty's got three albums. One of them is a musical tribute to the clothing brand Tap Out. That's right, Tap Out. And it's called A Loving Tribute to Tap Out. He has another album, which is also a tribute to Tap Out Clothing, but it's a Christmas album, and it's called A Very Tap Out Christmas. And finally, his most recent album, released earlier this year, is called Live from the Rotary Club, which I think is about his wife. It's easily one of the funniest, creepiest, and dare I say unearthly albums I've heard in a long while. All are available on Bandcamp. Just do a search on his name. That's Tops with two Ps. The songs and the approach contained on Marty's albums line up with my brand of humor 
almost to the micrometer. Don't let his foray into musical comedy fool you. Marty's a comedian, a real comedian through and through, but expanding his comedic talent to now become somewhat of a song and dance man. Check out his videos for So Alone and Tap Out. I know the songs are funny, but I didn't really laugh the first time I heard them. I was more stunned that there's someone else out there who not only sees the world this way, but goes ahead and produces material that reflects it. Stupefied was more like my initial reaction, kind of like the pause an audience gives before a standing ovation, only my pause lasted for a few minutes. If I can wield any power, I'd nominate Marty Tops to the shortlist for this Andy Kaufman Award. Almost immediately after listening to his albums, I emailed Nick Flanagan and asked him if he could get Marty to do the podcast. Luckily, Marty agreed. I heard he doesn't do podcasts often, so I'm honored he chose to do ours. Kudos to Nick for hooking this up and to Tim Gilbert for turning me on to Marty. I want to thank Blue Mike Microphones and Skull Candy Headphones for supporting the podcast. I want to thank Chino Locos Restaurants for existing because when I want a fish burrito, I want it stuffed with chow mein noodles. And thanks to you for your feedback that I read on Twitter and other social media platforms. It's nice to know people are out there listening and liking what they're hearing. Please subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Leave a rating or a review if you can. It helps the podcast's online profile. And now, without further ado, Marty Tops is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. The Danko Jones podcast is the best around. Nick Flanagan is Danko's crew. I'm still for free. I'm still glad I like to sometimes. Jimmy in from fucked up. Stop playing. Hang down, down. The Danko Jones podcast is the best around. Nick Flanagan is Danko's co-host. Download for free. On SoundCloud and iTunes Sometimes Damien from Fucked Up Stops by and hangs out too Today, uh, Marty Tops is here. He um, very great to have him here. Um, you were mentioned um, first time I, I heard of you was really very recently when we had Tim Gilbert on just a few oh, episodes yeah. ago, and Tim mentioned that he has these comedy nights with you. He's oh yeah, those are like the best you. comedy shows in Toronto right now. Thank you. <laughs> Our Swipey the Troll <laughs> yeah. yes. and Marty Tops, <laughs> and he said something that. Uh, got my ears pricked up, which was that he said Marty Tops did a whole album on the clothing line Tap Out. That's and, right. Um, I really didn't understand what that meant <laughs> until I actually did a search on you on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. It's and a sure classic enough, album. <laughs> it is exactly how Tim said it was. It's a, it's an album 
a tribute album to the clothing brand <laughs> Tap Out. Nothing more. <laughs> Just that. You make, up, you make up a couple of stores in it. I feel like Beatdown. Did you no, say that's, that's a real place? Real. There's I'll a place Claire West. There's a place called Beatdown? Beatdown Sports. That's where I bought my first <laughs> Tap Out gear. Now, how much Tap Out gear do you own? I don't know anymore. Here's the thing, right? Is <laughs> that's obviously vague. tap out? Tap out is Could associated be zero or a hundred items. Yeah. Tap out is associated with, I don't know, kind of a. A certain person. They could be fans of your show. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's for sure fans of your show. Or, or that. Or right? very, nice, very nice people. Or very nice people. Joe Rogan. But obviously, you being a comedian and you doing this, uh, there's a certain amount of poking fun. Yes. And have you crossed the line? Where the tap out cocksock. Where you've, poked, where you've poked fun at tap out so much that you now want to wear it for reals. I do, and I wear their hats a lot. I like their hats. Right. Why do you like their hats? You like the shape, don't you? They I have like, a certain shape, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they've got that great shape, kind of squarish. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a style that suits me. Um, I've kind of <laughs> <laughs> like abandoned tapout stuff in the last year or so because <laughs> I've been the doing it. You yeah, were all since the controversy. Out. Actually, yeah, didn't, I was didn't tapped didn't out the of owner tap like out. kill somebody or something? The owner, uh, one of the owners, did die. Mask, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, but punk ass and scrape are still alive. Wait, uh, those are their real names. I thought that was well, also scrape, a joke. Scrape is short for skyscrape. Oh, okay. What What are you talking about? Right the now? owners of Tap Out. <laughs> okay. The founders of Tap Out are Mask, Punk Ass, and Scrape. Really? <laughs> yeah. And they're still at it today. And they're okay, all MMA well, then fighters. I take back what I said. <laughs> Those are very scary names. Yes. And I respect them, and I love them. <laughs> and I totally respect them as well. Yeah. Um, um, no, yeah, I was doing it for. It was the first musical comedy I ever kind of did. I was teaching myself to write music and play music with that record, so it took a long time to put together. So by the time I stopped doing it like a year ago or so, I've been doing it for like over two years. And I just. Wow. I think tap so. I mean, tap it's, out songs. Tap it's out amazing world. to me to yeah. think that you were Christmas only album. doing. Yeah, that That's you were next only, level. But, <laughs> that, but that you were doing not doing musical comedy before that because now mm. that's almost besides hosting. It's like the musical stuff is your is what you do. On yeah, stage. <laughs> you you made yourself a musician. Yeah, but what you were doing before that was highly conceptual and very aided by music. You know, it's true. Yeah, because uh, Marty used to. That's how we met, I think, yeah. was you did a show called Marty Top's House Party. And it was it was something where like every month you'd be like, I really want to pay you, but I've put so much money into this oh, yeah. that there is no way for me to like even make money back. I was losing hundreds <laughs> upwards of a thousand dollars a show. Yeah. So they because they'd be just so you know, you rent a place and we'd be, build huge sets yeah. that we'd throw out, we'd get all these costumes, I'd have choreographed dancers, a DJ, lasers. And they'd be late shows. Yeah. They wouldn't be shows it wouldn't be an eight o'clock or even a nine o'clock show. It'd be a show that would start around ten thirty, I think. Generally. That's that's early. And that would be on the early end. And the crowds were so rowdy. You know, but good. Um, yeah, so you would do those, and it seemed like so much work, like more work or as much as the albums. It no seemed. more. It was and draining, so, and and yet they were um, much more, you know, intangible because they would go away. I, although you'd probably film them, that was probably part we of the budget. We filmed them, but I didn't know what to do with it. Sometimes I'll put up like a promo and be like, "This like two yeah. and a half hour show." I just cut it into something that's completely. 
nonsensical. And that goes back to MySpace. That was when I remember you made me up on MySpace. Yeah, so that's what, seven years ago, probably eight years ago? Gotta maybe be, yeah. more? Yeah. Maybe more. So yeah. now you're doing these records. Is this a continue? Are you continuing to do all this stuff? Like you have three records out now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Two of them are about Tap Out, the yeah. clothing brand. Now, have, has anyone from Tap Out found you? No, never. When I first started to write the record, it was just a, like a joke to my friends. Because when I hung up House Party Show, we were trying to figure out what to do now with comedy. And mm-hmm. we were thinking back, like I would do like sketches, characters, videos, music, and the music kind of always hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just like, what if I focus only on music? So I was just writing these songs that only about Tap Out. And the goal was to write nothing about MMA at all, just do like a whole, every song is just that the t-shirt looks good and it feels good. Yeah. And that's it. And that it's a brand. And that's I a mean, brand. almost yeah. more than even the clothes. It's really yeah, just it's a saying cool brand. the name yeah. Tap The out. word cool is in my album like uh, 20 times. <laughs> um, but I, I used to email Tap Out, the marketing team, and just, it was just a joke to my friends. I would email them jingles, be like, hey, I've been writing these for you guys. I'll give them to you for free, da, 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 until my email got blocked from them. And no response or anything. Really? Yeah. So I've never heard from them. And when I put the Christmas album out, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm into album number two. I really love you guys. Uh, I had a new email address, and I sent it to their Facebook, too, but no response. Did they block you on that? Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I tweeted at Punkass recently, and he favorited it. So and that's a no big, block. No block. Yeah. That's like... So there's a guy... I'm really confused. There's a guy who is an owner of this clothing line called Punkass? Uh yeah. Or badass. What punk ass, punk ass. Punk ass. Yeah. And what's the other guy's name? Scrape. And there is oh, the, short for skyscrape. Yeah. And did someone die? Mask. Rest in peace died. Yeah. Eye mask? Uh no, just mask. mask. Wait, did mask favorite it from the grave? <laughs> no, it's punk ass. And people call them these names for real? Like even though they're yeah. kind of I think that I think now they're more legit. They've right. branched out into the world of uh, WWE and that kind of thing. Oh. So Yeah, they're getting big now. Right. They changed the logo Brazzers? too. Are they involved with Brazzers? Coming at up, all? yeah, yeah. <laughs> are they doing anything with? Uh, are they sponsoring any tug job videos? <laughs> we are walking a fine line. I realize. I, I tap love out. tap out. You do, you love it, right? You do love it. You ended up love. Did yeah. you love it before? Is that what? No, no. I thought I heard it was they the paid three million dollars to but Steven now Spielberg. You love it, right? I do. I thought it was like this ugly, like. Ed Hardy ripoff shirt, and right. the brand name that they chose was basically Give Up. So to me, that was like funny. That was, right. So that's why we thought it was funny. And then like, it's over. Yeah, you do it again and again and again, and just trying to convince all these people that it's great as a joke. But then I'm like, some of it does look good. Right. right. You know what's good about Tap Out? The I've color scheme. I've yeah. done that where I've made fun of something so much. Yeah. That then you like it. It becomes an in joke with our with my friends, and we just joke about it. Yeah. And then. Slowly, it just becomes this thing that it becomes a part of it. Nick, you have, <laughs> you, through Teen Cut Combo and Brutal Nights, you poked fun at a lot of people. Now, did you end up liking any of those people? Some of them, I guess. But it was all very general, you know? And most of the time, I just feel bad that I was, like, as mean as I was or that, you know, I would use the... I would use... You were mean. I was mean sometimes. and Marty... I would, is not mean on those <laughs> tap out records. You were, you're so, you were mean. Well, you know, I don't know. You were. I when used was to that? watch it going. Well, that takes balls. And I, <laughs> and I used to, I used to poke fun at, make fun of a lot of people too. Yeah, but it was, it doesn't, 
It doesn't take balls to be mean, man. <laughs> and Marty's not mean on his tap out records. And, no, and you're general. No. We're yeah. talking, we're talking a lot mean. about tap out because yeah. that's those are the themes of the records. But there's another album that you put out. That's right. Uh, called Live at the Rotary Club or from yeah. the Rotary Club. I forget myself. Right. <laughs> what what songs are on that the one? Does that have all the stuff of my wife? Is yeah, my that's life. the whole. My can wife we, is can my we life. Do something we've never done on the podcast. Sure. Can we listen to that song right now? Okay. Wife is my life, or should we play like So Alone? So Alone seems to be the one that people like. That... That's the one with the video. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. songs almost resonated more than the tap out songs oh way bigger yeah way bigger that oh, when i put really? that album out like a lot has kind of come up this year like sketch fests have been really good to me yeah um canadian comedy awards are this weekend and that's good got, going like, are you nominated i'm nominated for best short for beep beep and um best variety act that's so for my cool. live show yeah so do i won't you, do be there but that's so cool your live show not really no my live show is basically It'll be a concept, so when I was doing Tap Out, i go out and just do, like, Tap Out songs until, like, first song, they're like, okay, and then second song, like, again? And then by the end, they're like, Amazing. yes, yeah, more. <laughs> um, so the new one, we kind of, uh, I write with a co-writer, uh, like, this guy that produces with me, Adam Kemp, and we were trying to figure out what to do with the next record. I want a similar thing where I could just go on stage and have an act and just do, like, one joke again and again. So the, we came up with the idea of, like, my wife has left me, and I brought her on stage. I offered her a lot of money to sit on stage and just listen to me sing all these songs at her, basically. So, I forget your question. Um, I forget as well. Um, but I love the idea that you you really kind of took to to the nth level, which is taking a joke and repeating it and repeating it. And just figuring out how to like make it go crazier and crazier yeah. and crazier. And, and, yeah. And, and and stay with it yeah. for the whole. Like the whole circle of, of of the of the joke. Yeah. I mean, I've done that on stage quite a few times, uh, to my own amusement. Yeah. I'm the only one who's getting it, laughing at it, enjoying <laughs> right. it. Yeah. Um, because it's not a setting for comedy. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but but it but I love the fact that you 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 do approach your shows like that. Yeah. And your your records like that. This is very yeah, I talk very little in between songs usually. <laughs> yeah, well now you've got a setup where you can sort of just it's a performance. You yeah. Know? And um and you're also satisfying your the stuff that you did at house party party with uh, in the last Sabbath mostly with the uh the swipe human life show. is worthless. Yeah. yeah. Which is called Human Life is Worthless, yeah. which is right. your monthly show. And I think Tim Gilbert, who is your, the co-host yeah. of that touched on that when he was here it's a fun show where like it's basically one joke where we run a stand-up comedy competition he gives everyone zero to ten i give everyone ten to ten that joke is established very early that i'm too nice and he's too mean um but from there we were able to every show will have like a concept and the through line where like weird characters will come in and kind of like a, a story arc of like I raped him and impregnated him and I pull a baby out of him by the end or something like that we got married in our last show all this happens in between the actual comedians on the bill that's yes. right yes those yeah. poor comedians which is what I think I said to Tim last time when he was here was the hosts of a comedy night mm-hmm. are usually the most boring part of the show yeah I mean, we don't really do it that way at Laugh Sabbath no. but I guess there's like a tradition to that where they're, they're sort just of, there to run the show you know? yeah and there is a point hosting most shows where it's not a reflection of their no talents. no I know mm-hmm. what you're saying and there is a point in most comedy shows where and it's sometimes the detriment of a Laugh Sabbath show in that <laughs> where you're like oh my god there's five people left and it's like 1030 now yeah we need to just move this along yeah but <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we'll do that like when we're writing a show we'll have yeah. like we'll put like two or three comics we'll be like we'll move 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 um mm-hmm. but yeah we want to put a lot of like crazy i think a lot of people come back to see the show month after month or week after week yeah because every one of us like it's a collection of four monthly shows to mm-hmm. make it a weekly show and every one of us we put a lot of work into like jackie pirico and james yeah. and now we have show. a theme for our show every yeah. week though andrew johnson and sir hennessy and me yeah so yeah it's... so people come back to see what kind of new stuff we're doing i, I mm-hmm. assume so you guys have yeah. flipped the whole idea where yeah, people, it's more about people us. sit through the comedians <laughs> yeah. to get to the whole uh, <laughs> we get whenever it's a themed show i'm like very happy to do it you know <laughs> There's an Australian edgy comedian I've been character I, I'm working on. Yeah, have you been you've been trying out your Australian accent on these podcast yeah. episodes for months? Yeah, is it more Aussie or New Zealand or? Uh, it's probably I don't I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know the difference between the two. But I like it a lot when I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm aiming. I think when I'm speaking a little more like this and it's not quite as irritating is. <laughs> Other ways, that's probably New Zealand and Kiwi, but yeah, you sound very Kiwi. I mean, oh, you, you can tell the difference. When you I, get I work like, with a lot of Australian and New Zealanders. Like yeah. and then it's a little more like this, and you're kind of leaning into it a little bit more. I think that's more Australian, and not even Australian, and more like a Hobbit or something, <laughs> like an, a fictional nation that I've created. That's almost like maybe an old-timey New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody from New so, Hampshire. So is this what you do, Nick? You go on stage now? I go on stage as like that? Jeff Jimmerys, the edgiest comedian you've ever seen. Are you serious? Yeah. I've done a How long have you been doing that? Uh, just in a, a two or three times. and I, I From beginning to end, you are... Well, just as, as a seven-minute act, and I come out, I'm like... I'm like, what the fuck's going on, everybody? I'm, the, I'm fucking... I just, I'm, I was jerking off right before I got on stage. I was jizzing in my mouth. I was jizzing everywhere. There's so much jizz in the green room. You should come in and lick it up. 
Why don't you do an album of uh, just a Jeff Dimery? Jeff, Dimery. I would love yeah. to do that. Why don't I'm record- just do that? Let's work on it. And wait a minute, Marty. Fuck the yeah. audience. No. Just put a laugh track. Just put a That's fake so audience. Funny. That's what my last album was. It's a right. fake live, the live album. Live at the Rotary yeah. Club. Right? <laughs> I would love to do a Jeff Dimery's album where it's like, I, I don't know. I'm not really doing it justice now because I'm improv. I, I, you know, it's like, it's like. Well, then you have endless amounts of takes. Go these fuckers. Gonna- all these fuckers are going to their fucking weddings. <laughs> They're getting fucking married. What are they, fucking idiots? You could get huge in Australia. I went to a fucking wedding the other day. I was like, this lady was like, I do. And the fucking bloke's like, I do. And I'm like, I do. Jack off watching you two fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you should seriously do that. What I would fuck, maybe I will. Man. I should do it. I really want to do and a concept I, album. I, I'm not finely tuned to what a, 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 do you a know, New Zealander or an Australian accent is. So uh, yeah, I'm sure I could not perform it, was, it in New Zealand or Australia. It would be great if it was incorrect or just make it ambiguous. Like, don't yeah. really say where you're from. Well, I love my favorite thing with an accent. It really is is sort of the ever from. shifting accent. You yeah. know, yeah. which is most evidenced in Devil's Advocate. Uh, Keanu Reeves <laughs> in the movie. Have you ever seen the movie Devil's Advocate? Yeah, I mean, Devil's 10, Advocate. Fifteen years ago. It's such a. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it in years either. Recall, but it's one of the all time. It's it's like movies like Devil's Advocate and The Doors are sort of are the real. Door. Yeah, both of, those, both of those movies exist as these weird movies. You talk about uh, having a hard time, sort of going from hating to liking. Those are movies that are both so terrible in, in this massive scale. But the Doors was a, a terrible. But yeah, they're, but they're also the so expertly done in a lot of ways. Like I feel when I think of the the band The Doors. I picture because of when I I picture the no, the, the, don't. the yeah the no Val you don't Kilmer, Jim Morrison <laughs> I'm just saying that the movie made me love them but it's also the because of when I grew up I was like 12 or 13 oh, and then right. and, and uh, but it's also like one of the worst movies and The Devil's Advocate is one of those movies that's so high concept I these are both movies I saw as a teenager high concept Devil's Advocate are we talking about the same movie the with movie, Al Pacino the movie that, uh, if it's a movie about a a, a lawyer that is taken to it's a, it's it's it sells his soul, right? Yeah. yeah, I guess it's a classic. <laughs> How high is it? It's a concept? classic concept, but it's like a high concept because you transfer it to New York. They're in a skyscraper. In Manhattan. <laughs> and you're like, even saying, and guess who's going to be the devil? Al Pacino. You know, and like, and guess who's, you know. What was, and, that, what was the Elisa Bonet, Robert De Niro one? That was Angel Heart. I've never Angel seen Heart. that one. I've never seen that. Robert I've always wanted to see that. that movie. And I thought he was a better devil. I've got to see that movie because I love... Al Pacino's just fucking Al Pacino. No, hey, he's, uh, he's great. I think you he's You want a contract? No, no, no. He's got... He's he's like... He's like... We do everything here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we do mortgage... You know? Low... What's that? Subterm mortgage. You know? <laughs> like... And then... And the casting is so good in it. Oh, you Charlie know, Theron is... Uh, she, that was a breakout movie for for Charlie Theron. Actually, Heather, Heather Matarazzo from Welcome to the Dollhouse is in it at the beginning. Uh, it's the last Jeffrey Jones kind of appearance before he was ruined. Um... You know, I, I'm just saying, and the doors is the same thing. The casting is like 
fucking crazy in it. What was my point? I feel like we got... Uh, really, I don't know. But oh, I yeah, have yeah. no idea. But I, I had no it. idea when I, Marty I, came I, on. I, I, we've been I, talking I, about the devil's advocate. the first movie and how good it is. I alternatively <laughs> love and hate those films. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying, my favorite thing, and, and Keanu Reeves plays a southern lawyer in that film. Oh, and, the accent. And, right. and he's like, even in the one, there's this one scene... And I, he's I, from the South in the movie? Yeah, oh yeah, he's in Florida. That's why Charlize Theron is also doing a Southern accent. She's like, I love you so much. Her mother is like a backwoods, shoeless, God-fearing woman in that movie, too. He's like, don't go to... Don't go to the New York. It's a den of sin. You know? And then, But but Keanu Reeves, there's a scene where he just even goes through the accent in one scene. And the scene where he goes to the top of the elevator... To John Milton is the name of of right. Al Pacino's character. <laughs> and he's like, "There's your." He goes up and he's like, "Oh, this place is very nice." And then <laughs> the guy's I like, "I can't remember if he had." The I'm gonna accent. I'm gonna do the scene for you right now. But I only saw it once. Yeah, I saw it one time. So this is where he lives. Uh, and then like, yeah, this is his live. Where's Where's the bedroom? He doesn't have a bedroom. Well then, uh, where does he sleep? He doesn't sleep. Well, <laughs> where does he fuck? Everywhere. And then, and then he says everywhere. That's how he walks in. <laughs> you know, but, 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 Keanu Reeves goes from like, goes from like, I don't believe in the things you're saying, and to to kind of be like. I'm from Canada, obviously. And like, he's just like, it's, there's no consistent accent. Nick, and, yeah. You don't have a photographic memory. How many times have you seen <laughs> Devil's Advocate? Pro- probably. Yeah, you must have seen it recently. No, not that recently. Four or five times, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, I saw it in the theater alone, and I wrote a review of it for drama class when they made us write reviews of every type of art. Um. Wow, what a sidetrack. Horrific sidetrack, just so accents? I could do an impression. Oh, you're Jim Jeffries. You're Jim Jeffries. You're talking about just doing Jeff weird Jim stuff. But yes, I want to make an album like that. I've always wanted to, and that's something you've always been so good at, is like just executing a single kind of concept thing. That's that's really what you dwell in, mostly. I don't know if I could do. do a different way. Like, I don't feel comfortable going on stage and being like, I'm a musical comedian, here's a song about dogs. You know, here's right. a song about toilets. Although don't you, that, you know, that, listen to that, Tom Lehrer? I'm actually intrigued by that presentation. Yeah, dogs. <laughs> I am a wonderful comedian. Here's a song about you know, dogs. Yeah. Here's a song about toilets. Here's a song about another word. I'm more wanna, I want people to just kind of just watch a man melt down on stage. Every time I go, and that on. is the album, really, live <laughs> yeah, yeah. where you actually die. I die and go to heaven. Live. Are you more confident with your musical abilities now? Is are you branching out musically now? A little bit. Like um, I still don't know how to play the guitar, but I'm, right. I'm better at uh, synth live playing a bit because normally we we record everything at at home. Me and my my roommate Adam. So with the new record, we kind of push ourselves. I still don't know theory, but like I can figure out chords just by kind of you know. Words trial and error yeah like this works like change that note and that works and that kind of thing um so yeah i feel like the new stuff it's always kind of getting better for us and we always want to challenge ourselves by taking a genre that we don't know how to write in i keep tapping your table um like taking a genre that we've never done and being like how do we write that or how do we produce it we did that in the last record um there's like a kind of d'angelo style song there's like a new jack swing song right and we kind of dug in and we're like 
what were the drum machines they used, like a Lindrum, okay, let's figure that out, what kind of synths did they use, let's see if we can work that. Are you basically trying to become a Miami Sound Machine? Um, that's, a, that's, that's such another genre to Yeah. Well, one of the Tap Out songs had, like, vaguely some sort of a New Jack swing style that I yeah. couldn't really... Yeah. What if you become so good kind of cool. at making the music that you you get serious enough that you want to bury these albums? Or no, no, want, no. Yeah, that, what that, if you well, become an kind of instrumental artist? Well, no, our, our ultimate goal really is to write as catchy, poppy music as we can right. with just, like, insane... Right. Lyrics on top of which it. is like Ween, you know, yeah. a band like Ween, which you know it had such an inherent um, advantage. Dean to, to Ween it. was an incredible, or is an incredible guitar. I, I think they're mm. b- actually both quite good musicians. Yeah. But oh, as yeah. a guitar player, and, Dean, yeah, Ween and Dean Ween's a great guitarist. Yeah. But but you know they're they're both great at instruments, and they also and this is similar to you, and Adam is you know they sort of knew each other from I don't know how long you've known Adam. I'm assuming a very long high time. school. Yeah, yeah. These guys went to high school together lived together over many steps mm-hmm. and then the best part about that and that maybe you're going through with this with Adam too is like you're so aware of you're listening to music together and you're laughing about like I, I heard that Lou Reed song um, New York phone conversation the other day and I was like, "This is there's so many Ween songs that are like <laughs> making fun of this yeah. song and I had forgotten <laughs> right. that yeah. you know and um and and, and uh, just sort of aiming for that, but it seems like although you are hitting that type of music, the it's and you are parroting stuff. It's kind of it's, it's like not, affected by how rap is or something, yeah. and, and and how it's almost like you're going over a, a type of music rather than a band like Ween, which is like inherently within that song. Yeah. if that makes any sense. Well, like the mu- the music itself, we're not trying to make silly. We're trying to make yeah. as like catchy and kind of like emotional as possible. Because I find. It's so much funnier to just put like insane funny things over like a song that can kind of make you feel something. By the by the way, the, the song I was thinking of the other day was uh, or just now when I was yeah. like, was that the song? Was uh, I'm so alone I'm and so I'm alone, loving yeah. it. Yeah, that's the hit. Yeah, that is a great yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> Video yeah. single. Yeah, you should see that song live. It's uh, Danko. It's like it's so it's crazy, crazy yeah. how into it. The, the audience gets by the third chorus it's always yeah. it's it's like an inside joke to me because always by the third chorus it's, uh, often by the second the whole crowd will be singing along the chorus with me like with all this weird, and uh, it's being about being alone and we're all singing together and by the end like I just kind of walk through the crowd and just hand the mic off to people and, they're, <laughs> and we're all just like screaming about like yeah. being alone really it gets to that level it's crazy and cool almost thing, every show I do with that one yeah with your style also it's something where for once, you know, I, I think with comedians, there's such an element of fighting to be in the moment, working with material you've had for a long time, getting sick of it, not mm-hmm. wanting to repeat yourself. I think when you're doing a musical presentation, it's like, it's a different kind. It's, even when it's funny, you're sort of triggering, like, slightly different, uh, what's the word? Reactions? I'm thinking of what's in, in endorphins or whatever mm-hmm. almost in people. So you're, I don't know. It's true, it, no. Like in comedy... Yeah. If you see someone tell the same joke twice, the first time it blows your mind, the second time you're kind of bored. But it's no fault of the comic. Like that takes hard, like a lot of time and effort yeah. to write. Mm-hmm. But with music, there is something where you can hear the beginning of a song, and it's, if it's a song you like, instead of being bored, you're like, oh yeah, this one. Mm-hmm. So I've been lucky that I've been able to repeat material. That was a big thing that we worried about when I was switching to doing musical comedy because I wanted to keep doing new stuff. But it's hard to like right. write. <laughs> new yeah, sets when you're doing sets you're all the time. You're way better off sticking with like 
the way people do an, some podcasts now, which is like seasonally and sort of yeah. viewing it like a season. Or yeah. A, you know, like we do yeah. want to try to like if we can pump out a new record every year, that'll let me go back to like all the do the festivals and mm-hmm. and give me a new act to have that for that year. What a band does. Yeah. 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 And now but even if it's a year and a half. Yeah. You, you were saying you were worried about it when you first started doing music, but now that you you've you, you know you've played these songs over and over again. Do you find that you enjoy the repetition of like the playing of these songs over and over again as much as the audience likes hearing it again? Yeah, um, it depends who the audience is. Like, it, uh, if it's an audience that's heard it before, I kind of, I get sick of it pretty quickly, um, just because it's it's the comedian thing where it's like embarrassing to put your jokes in front of these people again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a song. At it the is end a of song. The day as yeah. Well. So yeah, if it's a new crowd, I always find I have like more energy and more passion for it than if I'm doing it just like if I'm doing a set at Last Sabbath and I don't I usually try to write new songs to do sets on other people's shows mm-hmm. at Last Sabbath because I know it's the same kind of crowd not necessarily recording them I'll re- I record like demos just to right. memorize it right. and we'll, we usually like save them to see if they'll fit on the album or right. something so you do have like B-sides oh yeah yeah we were gonna put an album out before this album of like a mixtape of like 20 songs that I write that are show specific that don't make sense anywhere else. Right. So if I did them live, it would just be, it would be like that thing where like dog, toilet, whatever. Um, but I didn't, I don't know what to do with them. So we're just sitting on them. And I'm really happy with a few of them. You know, you see it with Lonely Island mm-hmm. uh, a lot. Those, they make albums where, you know, the running, they'll have running jokes and, you know, some, yeah. Eh, and some of the songs don't really stand because of that. They don't really stand to like only audio separate from the other. Yeah. You know, and then, but once you get, you know, like a bot or, or even I'm on a boat, which references the whole Santana joke that was going yeah. through that album, it, you put, it works so well. And like so many of those songs work so amazingly with the videos, you know. I that's mean, Lonely Island with- is kind of like, that's like, pretty much the top of the mountain right oh, now sure, yeah. that kind of music, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you that's know? the thing with with videos. Because they're nailing styles. Yeah. You know? They're what? They're nailing the style of songs. Yeah, I find they, it... They don't produce a lot of it. They, they'll buy, like, from big-time producers. Makes sense, yeah. you know? So they can do it's it. it's mainly just, like, he loves hip-hop, Yeah, right? yeah. it's mostly hip-hop. Yeah. But there's also a slight version of... It's always basically rappy, but there will be songs like... Um, you know, jizz in my pants it kind of has more of a like not a new wave, like a, a, a like a Depeche Mode kind of thing or something going on. And um, and you say they buy those tracks? Well, some of them they make on their own, but I, yeah, a lot but of those the, guys nail work, it. But they, they, got the they money work with like it. big producers, yeah. yeah. And they nail it in the rapping, yeah. You know, because that's one thing I can't. Well, he slash just loves do. that. Yeah. He loves yeah. naturally like, as a fan of I'm that on music. A, yeah. yeah. So I'm on a boat. Well, you'll hear. These things where you go, oh, that's like an exact young Jeezy flow that he kind of is yeah. perfectly kind of making fun of slash just doing, you know? Yeah. And that's and that to me is like the excitement listening to Lonely Island. Know, Besides I, that, it's and that it's funny it's, to me. I, but also not so like I think Lonely Island are great, but the whole like uh, using rap music to be funny. It's is, over now. Is yeah, kind of played out. Yeah, yeah. that's why I found Definitely. when I heard your records. Refreshing mm-hmm. that you didn't go. That's into one that thing. Like, it's so yeah. tempting to yeah. do it. It's really it's yeah, and but it's like, really well, tempting for white guys who are funny. Yeah, and that's and the I, thing that I really mm-hmm. don't want to do. Is just like white guy comedy rap is something yeah. that's been done like to death, 
And I don't think I'd be good at it. And there's for also one. a thing with like show like comedy specifically that's so messed up, and you find out it when you're sort of in the ranks of like a bunch of other people, and you see it a lot in the U.S. almost more. These people are good at everything. They're like you. you so you're like a guy who's like, oh, I'm also a, I'm, I'm like I'm also a punk rock singer, and then all of your friends who are doing comedy can also like sing songs and you know what I mean, and like play great guitar mm-hmm. and, and act and then do stuff. It's like it's a weird world where people do a lot of different talents and 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 uh, can it's fucking annoying you're a punk rock singer <laughs> yeah i am but that's nothing compared to people who can like sing like james harden you know can like sing oh yeah a song super well he's on the new album know. or not the new Our one but the rotary club album and, and, oh okay and, you know oh i think he's the, the guest number one vocal. dad yeah right he's yeah. your dad yeah, or yeah. your the stepdad mom, yeah mom's boyfriend and in the yeah. US, <laughs> like the amount of comedians doing like who can just white comics who can just rap out of nowhere is yeah. so silly but it's you know? so boring. But it, that's the thing about yeah. it. Yeah, it's it's a little bit played out. Like it, it's, it kind of makes me cringe in the way that, like, saying I'm a musical comedian, cringe. That when you watch it, it is entertaining and it's good. Like, there's a show in Toronto called Rap Battles, which is one of the funnest shows I uh-huh. I'm been fortunate. But that to do. one is so based on King of the Dot. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. There, so it's more no... like that thing where there's no backing music. Yeah. 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 And you're just sort of rhyming words. That's so it takes out the awkwardness of those to me, which is like. You're always watching them, and you're always w- watching some f- guy like have too much fun rapping in front of you. Like, yeah. You know, one thing must be made clear is you're not, you know, even though you're incorporating music with your comedy, it's not done in the um, kind of that Adam Sandler kind of way. Or I've seen so many people mm-hmm. get up with an There's acoustic guitar. There's no acoustic guitar. guitars. I don't know how to play guitar. Yeah, and they have a punchline. You know, yeah. they rhyme all the words to make it seem funny, and then there's a punchline, and it's. Oh, Adam Sandler's got some jams though. You're oh, the, no, the no, amazing yeah. Willy Wanker. That's Listen, a that's a no, good. We're, song. we're not talking bad about it, but we're just. No, I think we're trying to say like it there's yeah. years ago. It's yeah. been done yes. so yeah. much. Yeah, 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 like for sure. So we're trying to find like a new avenue. Well, he's the blueprint for yeah. a lot of Stephen people. Lynch mm-hmm. is sort of like in that. One. Yeah, <laughs> if you want it's it's not me to it, reference it, that. But I don't I don't get Bo that Burton's vibe good. when I when I listen to your records. I don't I I think it's a different kind of music. Well. Uh, album or music comedy, I mean. Yeah. Um, so. But, yeah, I've never been able to properly explain what I do. But you like musical comedy, right? I do. Like, um, I like I'm a big Weird Al fan, that kind of sure. thing. But sure, sure. I I, don't, but I don't listen to like a lot of like acoustic no, comedy rock. I think always... it's more complicated than that. You know, I think that that's the the thing we think of is like acoustic comedy, but then it's like people like like Bo Burnham, for instance, to me sits in this kind of nice extension of that guy Tom Lehrer who mm-hmm. was like the 60s dude who would play piano songs and do very deadpan jokes in between and it was such People a great don't have combination the well that. he's a math that guy's a ma- like Tom Lehrer when he wasn't touring with that was like an am I like a Stanford math professor so he was a very disciplined brilliant person you know and i've always been surprised that in the all the years that weird al has been around there hasn't been anybody who has uh been influenced by weird al the way people are influenced by led zeppelin to do their version of a weird maybe there can be only one like psycho pete or no strange dave i think that the people who are doing that are like this his concept is so easy take but no but no one can do it like him though people who are are doing that we're getting so impassioned i'm really into this uh (laughs) there there are you could argue that the 
the main world of that <laughs> is like morning radio, where like Howard Stern is getting oh, Eli yeah. Braden is sending sent cap you know does yeah. tons of those types of parodies. That's yeah, true. But, but you know, but they're all specific. No, they're but, always but like it's a also but no packaged in a morning zoo format, so yeah. you're only gonna expect it there. But some guy like you remember what I like about Jews. What I like about Jews. Is that a Stern? <laughs> that was a Stern parody song from years it's ago. It's great. It's a um, Sulu. But the dance. thing is, like, <laughs> but, 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 yeah. Like, I'm, I'm leading up to the fact that I had years ago an idea to do Strange Paul. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Strange I wanted Paul. to be Strange Paul. Yeah. And uh, do it, like, you know, away from our band. Yeah. Just do it underground. But there was no internet. Well, there was an internet, but there was no band camp. There was Did no you try band. it? Did you. Put a band together? No, I, d- I never I never did, but I've always like I've ha- I have it written down somewhere yeah. in my so notes. So you just take Paul, and then I had the li- list of songs that I was going to parody. Are you yeah. parodying Every- songs he's also parodied? Well, that's <laughs> yeah. That's actually so well, the thing is, hilarious. <laughs> the thing is, like everyone's done, everyone's written a parody song in their life. Yes, but no one has been able to do it like Weird Al has done it. Like I would never want to touch a parody song because. Like, it's such his thing. Even, yeah. like, doing songs about food, I'm a little bit iffy about. Yeah, because it's just, he, it's so... And he's so good at it. He's worked yeah. with that same band since the 80s, and they yeah. recreate all yeah. the yeah, sounds in their own studio, which yeah. is mind-blowing. That's mind his blowing. secret weapon. Oh, yeah. I saw them live on their last tour in Las Vegas, and they were just so tight. It's like all these, like, they're old men now, his, his band, and they're just so incredibly in tune with each other, and... They would bring out special guitars and synthesizers to do like that Devo song. Yeah, like they were oh, so amazing. How about this? Strange Paul does uh, TV theme songs, like Cheers. That you know, everybody knows. Oh yeah. Your right. Name. So he'd be like, Come and knock on my door. G- glowing brains. <laughs> but the thing is, though, <laughs> it could be like the growing pains yeah, yeah, theme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your radiation your poisoning or something. <laughs> Plesiosaur or uh, JP Inc. JP Inc. and he, Plesiosaur both. Well, uh, JP yeah. Inc. did a full album of like fake TV themes. They weren't parodies, but he did yeah. a full album, and it was amazing. Yeah, JP Inc. is definitely someone who you're in the same that, like wheel. J- seeing JP Inc. kind of yeah. helped push me to do what I do. Yeah, I he's saw really him, great. Yeah, I saw. You should check out JP Incorporated. I saw him live. He was open opening for, for Devo. Yeah, yeah, he was opening yeah. for Devo, and I, but I first saw him opening for Neil Hamburger. Right. And it was kind of similar to what I do, musical comedy, but one concept, like one through line the whole way through until it's just like insane. I was like, you can do this. And he has a huge audiovisual element too. He makes videos accompanying each of his songs. For every song, yeah. Yeah. Mark Mothersbrow from Devo put out a Christmas album too. That was like a jokey kind of album? Yeah. I never heard that, but I could I've believe I've never heard it, it either. I, I would like to hear it. I think I have it somewhere. No I way. mean, Devo is such an interesting case. You know, Devo is like not ween at all but there is a humor that is so black though yeah you know it's really more of a concept that's Mm -hmm. kind of smart and art arty i would say like funny mm -hmm. craft work right yeah Yeah. and but it it transcends humor a lot like even a song like freedom of choice that's like funny is kind of like smarter than it is funny i would say you know it's like craft work meets the residents yeah, I mean, yeah. it has, like, such a dystopian... It feels like social criticism, as you know, like, maybe it's there satire is. more yeah, than anything is, else, you know? And, uh, but but really deep satire, and, and uh, yeah, like, Devo is such a is such a great baseline. That was certainly a band that, like, when I had my bands, and I was always writing funny lyrics and all mm-hmm. of them, like, that was always my intent, actually, with bands as well. It was, like, make it funny, 
don't have but anyone. Do good music. Yeah, like yeah. it's more important. The band, the but it would always be a weird thing where like one or two people in the band would think it was really funny. Yeah. everyone would think it was really funny, but there would be people in the band who'd be like, they were always as interested in making good music as they were in like, oh ha ha Nick. Let's, yeah, they never made it the focus. I'm always writing Overall songs for concepts. just random shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always trying to write music. Like we did that, or you weren't there. We did a James Hartnett Steam song. Oh, cool. Um, last last night. night. Yeah. Oh, cool. And we're really happy with that song. Um, but yeah, I think as far as albums go, I do want to keep it, like, build this character of Marty Tops and see how much more we can go with it and that kind of thing. Um, well, I, I look forward to, uh, more records from you, Marty. Um, Thank you, Denko. I, I, uh, I'm a big fan. Thanks. And everybody can get it at martytops.bandcamp.com, right? That's right. For All free. Th- for free. For yeah. totally free. But yeah. don't, don't, don't do it for free. Give them a, <laughs> give them a few. Yeah, it's worth money, man. Yeah. They're, really, they're really good. They're really hilarious. And everybody's got to check them out. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. Eh. <laughs> Great. Underground.